it's very much trial and error. That's the beauty of it. You 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 can change very quickly from you know something that's not going so well. You can you you can learn from that and move on from that and change it. So that's that's yeah. the great benefit we have. Pallets and Livemore with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Gary Gorman. Joe and Gary have known each other for years, but only through social media. They finally met at the lovely Sharon Gaskins trainer talk live last year, where Gary presented Joe with his book, which she is in. Gary Gorman is a negotiation specialist and works with teams to help them negotiate better deals, contracts and prices. Gary has been a freelance trainer and business owner since 2006 and works with clients such as Morrison's, Barrett Homes, DHL Logistics, Siemens and Costa Coffee. He mainly works with UK clients but also frequently travels to the Middle East to work with teams based there. Gary is a keen sports follower and music fan and lives in Grantham, Lincolnshire. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Gary Gorman of GaryGorman.co.uk and Gary and I have known each other for a long time via social media but we only actually met in person uh, a few weeks ago at the um, Trainers Training Company event uh, of Sharon Gaskin of an earlier show. So um, it's it's really funny now Gary isn't it to, uh, to now know each other really. <laughs> it is you know after about eight years I think something like yeah, that. Exactly exactly so brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you. And start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Um, my name's Gary Gorman, and I help teams negotiate better deals, contracts, and prices. Um, I generally work with sales teams to help them do that, and I work mainly in the UK, but I'm frequently found on planes going out to Riyadh in Saudi Arabia about four times a year. Wow. Wow. And is that hotter there than it is here at the moment? <laughs> uh, unbelievably, it probably is. It's probably about 40 there at the moment. They've probably uh, got better aircon than we have. Uh, yes, they have. Everywhere's aircon, yes. <laughs> um, when, when I'm there this time of year, I don't spend a lot of time outdoors, you can, as you can probably understand. No, I can. I, I don't know that I'd even make it there in the first place. Never mind, make yeah. it outside. I, 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 I do try and I do try and avoid these months. So it's generally four times a year, but contracted into about the last eight months of the year. Uh huh. And so, when you're um, working in the UK, you work with your clients at client premises, and do you work from home? Other than that, yes, I'm home based um, mm-hmm. when I'm not out with clients. So I'm, um, I have a room at home that uh, I work from. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah, and I, I'm, spe- I'm speaking from that right now. I should be in the garden. But I'm speaking from my office as we as, <laughs> as we chat. <laughs> yes, yeah, lovely. So tell us a bit more about 
why you do what you do. I, most people I speak to on this podcast, me included, have gone through a number of iterations of what we do. Is, is that the case for you or are you pretty much doing what you've what you've ever done in uh, whatever guise you're now in compared to before? <laughs> um, no, I, I once had a proper job. Um, in fact, three. So I worked for three companies having proper jobs. Um, I've always been in sales, I suppose. Um, and that might go to my background. My father had his own second-hand car business, and I remember when I was, just, you know, sort of uh, 14 to 18 or so, in the school holidays, helping him out on these car patch, cleaning cars, answering the phone, and so on. So, I've always been in a sort of sales environment. Um, I fell into sales. I worked for Duracell batteries initially as a um, as a salesman, pounding the streets, selling torches and batteries. Could have been worse. Um, you could have been the bunny. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I, uh, I once won a bunny um, on a train. Uh, in fact, this might be why I got into training, actually. My first induction week at Duracell was spent at the Gatwick Hilton Hotel. Um, yeah. And the, at the end of the course, they obviously have a test. And I happened to win that, which was fantastic. And I got a Duracell bunny. So this is ooh, the mid-80s. Yeah. And it, 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 I, I was, you know, I was proud of it. Brought it home, and 30 years later, it was pristine. It's still in his box. 30 years later, having had two children who I thought might hurt it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, my wife damaged it. Um, oh no! What did she we do? We are still. We, we are still talking, and she's still my wife, but I was a bit gutted at the time. <laughs> so it, lo it lost one of its sticks. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, exactly. I, I was uh, I'd, 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 uh, four or five years um, with Jericel. Then I moved to Wilkinson Sword, so I moved into the Razorblade market and kind of progressed up the sales ladder, really. I became national account manager, managing the sort of head offices of Tesco and Superdrug and people like that. Um, latterly, I then moved to the Boots Company um, and, as again, was in the sales team. I was trade sector manager there, so I was managing managers, so to speak. And like we all do, I guess I fell into training and you quite you you said why did I love it and I I, I I just did I can't really put my finger on why but I just knew that when I was appointed um head of training I, I I'd come home if that sounds, sounds a bit trite but yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd found my calling I suppose mm -hmm. um and and I still love it I, I was there for four, I was there four years uh, until I left in 20 in 2006 and um i was made redundant in 2006 i pr possibly would still be there to this day had that not been not happened but i i i looked around and asked myself the question you've just asked me joe what do i love to do what do i want to do now i've got a real fork in the road where i can go back on the sort of corporate uh, wheel again or i can decide to um be in charge of my future um and I've always been the sort of person that would want to try things and fail rather than not try at all. So I set myself two years to make it work um, because I love it. I love seeing people develop and flourish and blossom. Um, and I get a great kick out of that. And, and I still do. Twelve years later, I still I still have that um, thrill in, you know, in, um, in my bones, I guess, to mm. see people improve and work with them. Um and fourthly, I can now do it on my terms. I, I can now pick and choose who I work with, when I work, 
uh, and most and also how I work with them as well so the ability to have the choice as well as helping people um, I've got the best job in the world it's interesting isn't it how often a redundancy or enforced uh, change in our careers actually sort of opens up a whole new world that we would perhaps not have thought of otherwise yes I think so and I, and I think that's where the influence of my father kicked in, I think, because obviously he was self-employed. Um, I'd had three corporate jobs, um, you know, with certainly Boots, a very large company. The other two were sort of uh, weren't, weren't quite as big, but nevertheless were sort of high street names and household names. Um, and and I, I, I kind of that I guess within me, there was always this hunger and desire to set up my own business. But I, I didn't have the chance until that fork uh in the road appeared yes. so um yeah. I, I i i did and 12 years later i'm still here mm. so I'm a, i must be just i must be doing something well <laughs> yes exactly so you talked about um having the freedom to to sort of work on your terms to, to organize things as you want them to to be um <clears throat> tell us a bit more about that because i think Quite often when you come out of corporate, you have a tendency to continue in the same sort of format. So, you know, you work nine to five and you think that you have to do X, Y, Z, whatever that might be that the corporate world does. And actually, in my experience, you know, as you um, sort of go through your business and, and, and you, you sort of start to develop it, you start to realize you don't actually have to follow any of those, those rules anymore. And you've, you've just said that. So how, how does that work for you? What do you do differently? Um, I probably work longer than I used to do in terms of hours. You're not selling it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I can certainly initially, yeah. I suppose I suppose I need to split it into two 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 parts. When I set my business up tw um, to twelve years ago, two thousand six, um, I, I I I would I like the flexibility of working whichever eighteen hours of the day I chose. <laughs> Love it. Um. Since then, I've become more focused. I've become better at it. I've um, I've outsourced a number of things, which um, I think we're going to um, come on to. Um, I've yeah, I've just become more organised with with myself. The first two years, I worked really hard, and I, and and I think I think if you're going into your own setting up your own business, it isn't easy. Um, Certainly, initially, it's it's very hard, very hard work, but the benefits are more than worth it once you push through that. Um, so, so now um, I choose. I, I guess I guess the, the 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 sort of tipping point was when I could turn work away, when I could turn work down. Yeah, that gave me the flexibility to that gave me the realization that hang on, I'm choosing not to take that work now for other reasons, because I can use that time differently, either on my family or my health or um, self-improvement or whatever it might be. I had the yeah. freedom to choose how I spent that time. And that mm. was frightening, but um, liberating at the same time. Mm -hmm. So how do you integrate the, the the sort of family personal life with with the work life now? Um, it's not as difficult to juggle now because my kids are 21 and 18 now. But obviously, when I started, they were six and eight or six and nine. So with with being home based, I had the I had the, the great advantage of 
seeing them quite often. And as a dad, that that was great to, to you know to see that. As they become less needy, and they've both got their own cars now, so <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to be dad's cabs anymore as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's given me the flexibility to manage family life in a different way. Yeah. Um, but it gives us a chance to go away. All four of us still go away on holiday. Um, I think mainly because the kids know we're still paying for it. That's that often swings <laughs> it for them. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's just managing family life in a different way now. C- certainly, it gave me the advantage of being able to be there at sports days, being able there to you know school concerts, all the things that traditionally um, fathers and and mums as well, but traditionally fathers have missed those mm. things. So it gave, me, they, gave me a great insight and, you know, it gave me a great yeah. opportunity to share that with them. Yeah. Do you think they actually sort of fully appreciated that at the time? Because little Dodsey, even, I say even now, she's only 11, but, you know, she sometimes now will throw the whole, if I can't, you know, make something because I'm away working or something, she'll throw it all in my face about, oh, you know, you, you, you missed this and you're never here. And then I, you know, throw back <laughs> that, uh, I coached a netball team and I've been to the sports days. I've done, you know, all the things that most working people in corporate roles don't get the chance to do. And of course then that that quietens her down a tad, but I do wonder when she's older, whether, you know, she'll naturally look back and actually see, see it in a more positive light. Obviously at the moment it's, it's a good, good opportunity to (laughs) to argue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I haven't found that. I, I made it a bit of a personal rule of mine that if I promised my kids I would be somewhere, I was. I definitely was. I, I, I never, ever let them down. So I was very careful not to overpromise. Yeah. Um, if, if I couldn't make something because I was busy or I was away, I was traveling or whatever, I would say at the outset, I can't make that. But yeah, if yeah. I ever promised to go to a sports day or a concert or something, um, I would definitely go. Even if work came up, I would not take that work. I would yeah. I, because I, I, the fact I promised something to my kids was more important than work to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. So tell us about how you get done what you do. So <clears throat> how do you manage your your task list and your time? Um, not in a very sophisticated manner, really. I just use Outlook Calendar. <laughs> I'll just lose Outlook, to be honest. I don't, I, don't, I don't use anything particularly other than other than that. I use Outlook Calendar and the tasks section of that. Um, I, I I calendar calendarize. If is, is that a word? I I book. Uh, I book. Yeah, I book every little thing, even if it's exercise. I I book that in. If if it's what whatever it is, I book that in my Outlook calendar. So my day is organized to the minute, I suppose. Mm. Um, didn't used to be like that. Um, that's only the last couple of years where I've kind of systemized a bit better. Um, before that, I was a bit chaotic. <laughs> um, but uh, but that so that's what I use. So I don't use anything particularly other than that, Joe. No, no. Okay, that's that's good. It obviously works, and that is actually. I mean, can sort of <laughs> flippantly say, "Oh, at least it works." But actually, you know, that's the whole thing. It, productivity and 
and uh, being organized is also individual isn't it and if you find yeah. something that works you don't need all the sort of bells and whistles do you you just yeah correct and i mean and obviously nowadays that's the same counters on my mobile phone it's on my laptop i take away with customers it's on my desktop that i'm speaking from now so obviously my diary is is to hand at all times and yeah. and you know my tasks and and my my day is to, is is to hand at, at all times. Yeah. I do use a few other apps and things like that, but that's the only calendar planning tool I use. Mm -hmm. So tell us about what the other apps are. What else do you use? Um, I use a CRM system called Capsule. Yes, so do um, I. Yeah, um, mainly because it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which always helps. Well, I tell you that I did check a lot of them when I um, was changing a while ago, and I couldn't find one that I preferred. Although, albeit, I think if I was looking again now, I might look at uh, Lucy Whittington's Connectably. I think it's called, isn't it? Yes, that looks really I good. I actually sat next to Lucy at a conference about three weeks ago. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> I'm supposed to say Lucy Whittington and Gareth to somebody, but I can't remember what his surname is. So I yes, <laughs> I was at the same conference as as, as both um, Gareth and Lucy last uh, yeah. in Edinburgh a few weeks ago. Yeah. So yeah. I use use Capsule CRM. So anything that's related to my customers, emails, um, contact information. Um, it works via Dropbox. So you send a, sort of a Dropbox um blind copy and it, it gets copied into your crm system works for me um again you can set tasks and you know call somebody back and you can put that in your uh, in your in your schedule so that works for me um i use post i always want to say postify but it's postfitty as okay. well not heard of that one what does that do p-o-s-t F-I-T-Y, mm -hmm. post, post fitty, post fitty. <laughs> they didn't really think uh, that through, did they, when they were naming it? No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I use that to schedule some posts on social media. So I don't right. schedule many. I try to be me and I try to respond live. But yeah. I found that there is a degree of benefit of scheduling some things. So this posts post to LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. either all three at the same time or obviously you can specify which one um, so I preload some posts and it it, it puts them in um, it schedules them uh, 12 months out so I know exactly what's going where at one particular time and right. again again oh I was gonna say again that's free but it's not there is a fairly small cost on that but it's it's, it's very good if mm -hmm. anyone wants to try those and I've also started to use Missing Letter, which I think has come up oh, on a yes. previous couple of podcasts of yours. Started yes, to use that. It, recommended it to us, yeah. 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 I'm very much in its infancy. I'm, it, that, that, basically that basically campaigns your blog posts. It makes mm -hmm. them, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's sort of you can use them over and over again. Um, it picks it up automatically as well, which is cute that it does that. So I'm only just starting to use that. Um, the other, if you can call it an app, but the one I, I'm always on nowadays is LinkedIn. So I use the LinkedIn phone app and, uh, and PC app to keep yeah. up to speed with a couple of hashtags that I follow and also posting to LinkedIn. That's that's where I find my audience generally congregates. So, um, so that's my order of priority in terms of LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's much more sociable now. It's much chattier now. Is that, do you find that too? Uh, I do, and I like that. Um, the LinkedIn police don't tend to like it. No, they think it's. They keep telling you it's not Facebook, don't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. But 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 that only that only serves to make me want to do it more. 
Oh, you rebel, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yes, I, I, I think it's still business orientated. It isn't Facebook, and I, I, I don't really, you know, conduct my business on Facebook. It is very different, but it, it is getting a more human face now, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Before, before it was generally people sort of CV boasting a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas now I think it's a little bit more helpful, a little bit more human. So I, I've noticed that, Joe, as well over the last few months, and I think it's a step forward. Yes. Yeah. I was I was talking to somebody today about um, the changes in social media over the last however long. It's somebody that I worked with, uh, you know, quite a few years ago when I was still doing the social media stuff, and I was saying how things have changed and uh, and how it's so noisy, and uh, I'm a bit tired of some of it. But I, I'm actually thinking I, I might focus back on LinkedIn a bit because of that the fact that it is about those one-to-one connections and conversations more so than it might have been in the past it was quite broadcast before as you say wasn't it it was like look at me whereas now there was quite a lot of conversation and I don't tend to join it I do tend to be on Facebook but as you say my my sort of target audience are in in LinkedIn more than Facebook so uh hmm maybe I'll see you over there (laughs) okay okay I do look, I do check it every day, but I don't tend to do too much on it other than share, you know, an article occasionally and, and like stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do. Um, I do quite a bit of work on LinkedIn. I do. I, I, tr- I try and. Um, well, I said try, I, try, I do actually spend 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes in the morning and 10 to 15 minutes in the afternoon on LinkedIn. So that's mm. either post it's either posting or more often than not responding to posts commenting on posts liking yeah. articles yeah. things like that and yeah. i found that to be quite useful i found um i've got business from that so that's that's been that's been great yes yeah yeah so you mentioned um the concept of outsourcing so let's talk about sharing uh what you do who helps you to get things done um as far as admin goes, I have a virtual assistant, um, and she helps me. She's at the moment developing a brand new website for me, and as well as that, she does a lot of the admin things around the website, so sign-up forms, downloads, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the more sort of techy area. Um, so, she, so she does that and does that very well. Um, yeah. I outsource my accounts to an accountant, obviously, and I outsource my VAT to a bookkeeper. Um, yeah. When I first started, I did my VAT in, in, in the two years I mentioned earlier where I was kind of doing everything all the time for 18 hours a day. Um, <laughs> One of, one of that was doing my own VAT, and it, it, drove, it drove me mad, and I wasn't very good at it. So I yeah. now outsource that and have done for the last 10 years now, and that's, mm. that's, been a way, that's been a burden off my mind to do that. And it's funny, isn't it, how um, sometimes it can feel so onerous to actually go through the process of outsourcing something, but once you have done, you can't imagine why you never did it in the first place. Correct, yes. It, <laughs> it, I think it's that fear of letting go, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I've been through that, and I think I think all business owners go through that fear of letting go. But it it, it came to, to you know to, it came to it dawned on me that that I I couldn't do everything. It was it wasn't productive to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't it wasn't my strength. So I came to the conclusion that I'll outsource it to somebody where it is their strength, and they love yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it frees up my mind or my time to do other things that are probably more profitable financially but certainly more profitable in terms of mindset yes yeah yeah exactly um i can use that time better so um so i've 
since I realized that I can't do it, um, I, I have outsourced most things now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking I might do a, a bit of a, an outsource focus for the next few weeks because I do outsource um, a reasonable amount, but uh, there's loads of other stuff that I probably end up, a bit like you said, end up doing it because I can, but I may not be the best person or I may not be the one who loves it. <laughs> correct. Yeah, correct. <laughs> we should spread yeah. the love, shouldn't we, by letting other people... Yeah, yeah we, should. You, we should. We should. And, and it is really this fear of letting go. I, I can remember when I did let go, and even then I was kind of thinking, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But 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 I then had to divorce myself even further and say, no, Gary, that you know they're the experts of that. You're the expert of what you do. They wouldn't yeah. interfere with what you do. No. <laughs> so so leave you know leave them to it. And yeah. they've yeah. they've they've never let me down. So um, I, I I chose well, and I'm very pleased with my team around me. Mm-hmm. And how did you how did you find people? Uh, I networked for my bookkeeper and accountant. I used to run a networking group. Um, in I live in Grantham in Lincolnshire, and I used to run the local networking breakfast networking group for for networking, who I think yeah. Yeah, you may I well have heard of. Yeah. 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 Um. So I ran the local Grantham breakfast meeting mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years, and out of that, I found my bookkeeper and my accountant, and they're still with me eight or nine years later. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I guess it was the no light trust area, really. The yeah. the VA is in America, and she can recommend her from Sharon Gaskin, who you mentioned earlier at the introduction. Mm-hmm. Sharon Gaskin recommended her, so I use her. She's over in in the states. So that's yeah. that's how, that's how I found them. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. So what about yourself? How do you look after yourself and make sure that you're fit enough to do your travelling and 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 that's you know that energy that we need at the front of a room when uh, we're training and so on. I'm better at that now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I now watch what I eat. I was um, a bit of a backstory, I suppose. Um, in I guess in the stress of of own business and various other things, and and me me not looking after myself. Um, seven years ago, I was diagnosed with diabetes, right? Um, and I was put on insulin. Um, mm-hmm. So I was injecting insulin twice a day. Um, I, I, I guess looking back, I, at the time it didn't feel like it, but I guess I was in a bad place mentally, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have treatment about it, but I'm, I'm kind of looking back with benefit of hindsight. I was I was in a bad place. So I, my, my weight rocketed. I was eating terribly um, and it was only going to end one way and that wasn't going to be good. So two years ago, um, June the 3rd, 2016, I remember the day. <laughs> um <laughs> I resolved to look after myself better. Um, Why do you remember the day particularly? Because that was the turning point in my life, I suppose. I, I guess, I've never smoked, but I guess it's like smokers yes. remember the day they finished smoking. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just came home. I, uh, I came home from the doctors. Um, my weight was 18 stone, so I, I had really ballooned to, you know, to really bad levels. Um the doctor said to me, I need to increase my insulin. Um, I needed to increase my insulin because my blood sugars were all over the place. Yeah. And, and I, I just came home, um, spoke to my wife, Nikki, and I, and I said, look, he's, he's, he's recommended I put my insulin up. And, 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 and I just said, there must be another way. There has to be a better way to, to do this. Yeah. Because I just, I just can't keep increasing insulin all the time. 
um, mm. it's, it's not going to end well. And Nikki yeah. said, why don't you try the low-carb diet? At the time, there's a guy called Michael Mosley on TV. Yeah. He did quite a few. I think he did yeah. the 5-2 diet, things like that. Yeah. So she said, why don't you try the low-carb diet? So since that day, June the 3rd, 2016, yeah. I've – uh, with the odd laps, I still have the odd laps, um, but generally, um, more often than not, I eat fewer carbs. I hardly eat bread anymore. Um, my downfall was crisps. I hardly eat crisps anymore. Um, so I, I watch really my carbohydrate intake. Um, and I'm, I've I've lost three stones in weight, so I'm still wow. slightly still slightly overweight, but. If you'd asked me two years ago, I'd would have lose three stony weight. I'd have laughed at you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, so it's a long-winded way of answering your question. But I now look after myself better. I eat better. I make sure I sleep um, better and sleep. I get to bed earlier. Um, just generally look after myself better. I'm better mm -hmm. at closing the office door as well. Um, yeah. Remember, we said around 18 hours a day when I first started. I now. And now make a, a definite attempt. It's difficult when you're at home to separate home from work, but I, yeah. I now do make a definite attempt. I close my door at six, between six and six thirty in an evening, and that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't go back to it until the following day now. Yes. So I, I, I switch off better. I walk every day. I, I do at least five thousand, six thousand steps every day. So I've brought, yeah. I brought that into my routine um and and that's really a bit so i suppose eating better and you know treating myself better respecting myself and treating myself better because yeah. and what that's enabled me to do is to have more energy in the training room i don't come home um tired you know exhausted um for a couple of days um I, i'm better i generally feel mentally better as well do you think it's um a sort of it's the word zeitgeist. You know, there's a lot. I, I started looking at this sort of stuff after my mum died and my father-in-law was um, diagnosed with cancer and all this sort of stuff. That was, I don't know, five years ago. But it seemed like a lot of the people that we've sort of developed our businesses alongside have started talking in terms of health and nutrition. Do you think it, I mean, I think it's partly our ages probably. <laughs> but do you, do you think that it's sort of a, you know, um, a topical thing you know that people are more aware than than ever yes i think so i mean people are more open about mental illness and everything now aren't they and mm -hmm. it, it's it's a shame that they weren't able to they felt they weren't able to before and that's that that's a step forward because it's so important we maintain our health and look after our health mm -hmm. um uh, mindfulness has come in as well in the last few years and i guess that's linked to self-care as well be you know being in the moment um yeah. So, yes, I, th I think there is a little bit more visibility around these areas of, of help. And um, yeah. mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing. I'm a, I'm a little bit sceptical about some of the things, but generally I, I've, I've found things that work for me. Um, and I, I do mentally feel a lot better there. My self-care is is a lot better now. It was it couldn't have got worse. Yeah. Um, I'm now off insulin. I just treat through diet and tablets, so I don't have to inject oh, wow. anymore. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm I'm really proud of myself, but I've still yeah. still, got, still got a way to go. But I've I've made real good inroads, and um, my life is a lot better now. Yeah, yeah. You should be very proud. You, you could have been one of the case studies on his TV program. <laughs> I, I could have been. Yeah, I could have been. Um, 
but yeah, it's funny. It's funny how I always re- I'll always remember the dates when I when I changed. I guess it's you know I I just I just needed to relaunch myself in my own head. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that and that and that was the date when I decided to change. Mm. So I should have should have done years ago, but that was the date I decided to do it. Yes. Yeah. So talk about what else you do to relax. You obviously have more time in the evenings when you're not working now, by the sound of it. You're you're walking, um, obviously yeah. doing a bit more in the sleep department. But, um, you know, what um, what do you do to relax and, and enable you to to sort of recover from the stresses and strains of business? <laughs> um three things really i'm i'm a i'm a big sports fan i um mainly armchair sport now although i am a season ticket holder at chesterfield football club my home where i was born my hometown oh, were you? i was um born in um well i was born in sheffield but we lived in uh, drumfield so not too far from right. Chesterfield. yeah well there, yeah there you go drumfield only four or five miles i guess up the road from yeah. from me um <laughs> so i was born in new bowl chesterfield um yeah and I still go up to see my beloved Spyrites, although they are plummeting down the league. And in fact, have gone out the league now. Um, yeah. So, well, you'll so be very pleased. I actually watched the England match this week and quite enjoyed it. I don't normally yes. watch football. <laughs> yeah, well, that's I'm sure the first. I'm carry on, but <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't, don't think we score six goals every time, Joe. Either <laughs> it seems so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yes I'm a sports fan used to play quite a bit of sport when I was younger but it's mainly armchair stuff now um love music as well I'm a big music fan um and latterly we've discovered the the benefits of box sets on Netflix so oh, we're yeah. just um we're at the moment lo- uh, watching designated survivor we're in the middle of that um and Stranger Things was a, was a good one as well. I remember watching that a, a year or so ago. So a bit of a fan of box sets now. Do you, so and do you sort of binge watch them? Do you have to watch like loads in one go? And do you have to wait for your for your uh, wife to be available to watch as well? You can't do it on your own, otherwise you get you know in trouble. Is that how it all works? Yeah, yeah. There is a little bit. Of, there is a little bit of that. Yes. So uh, we, we have to. Yeah, we have to have a pact to agree that we'll watch some. But then, but then we start off. Should we just watch the next episode and then? Oh, we'll watch another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My, my my wife wasn't into Stranger Things, so that that was a solo pleasure. But uh, but most of them we watched together. That's right. <laughs> and of course, Saudi Arabia time. She's not allowed to watch anything. <laughs> Correct. Although Netflix comes into its own in Saudi Arabia because the Saudi television is a is a bit of an acquired taste, should we say? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all, all all overdubbed American sitcoms and things like that. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you talked about um I'm I'm sure I'm not making this up. Somewhere on the line you talked about personal development, which I'm yeah. you know, is not a surprise knowing you. Um so what what do you do to keep developing and to learn yourself? Um mainly mainly books. I try and read a business book, at least one business book a month. Um uh, that doesn't mean I don't read other things. I read lots of sports books as well. But I try to, in terms of self-development, business development, I tend to try to read um, one a month. I'm currently reading a book called Known by Mark Schaefer, um, who I saw speak at the an Edinburgh conference the year before I met Lucy, the one I've yes. just met Lucy yeah. in recently. That was Content Marketing, wasn't it? Do I that remember was, you that? That's right. Content yeah. Marketing Academy one in Edinburgh. I saw Mark mm-hmm. Schaefer speak last year. And um, I've just bought his latest book, which is called Known. Um, and that's around personal branding. I've, I've just got right. the book here. 
uh, the handbook for building and unleashing your personal brand in the digital age. So it's very much around um, online marketing of you as your brand. So I wanted to read that and I'm really enjoying that. So I improve through that way. I also try and attend marketing conferences. I'm not I'm a salesman by background, so marketing doesn't come naturally to me. I've got better at it, but I'm not a marketer by by training. I've kind of learned by doing, really. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's something I need to work on, so I try to attend marketing conferences at least one of those a year. Um, and I always walk away with a handful of things, you know, really significant things to do, um, and I, I implement those. I try and I was gonna say that's the question: Do you implement them? <laughs> I'd, I'd be alive if I said I implemented them all, um, <laughs> but I implement the vast majority of them. Yes. Mm, good. Um, I've I've got better at identifying fewer uh, learnings and doing more of them than lots of learnings and doing few of them. Yes. Oh, I like that. I've, yes. I've 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 got better at that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Through trial and error, as as we all do. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's running a business is very much like that. You know, we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes, but it's it's very much trial and error. That's the beauty of it. You 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 can change very quickly from you know something that's not going so well. You can you you can learn from that and move on from that and change it. So that's that's yeah. the great benefit we have. Yes, yeah. So you mentioned routines at some stage through our conversation. Do you have particular routines that you have in place to get stuff done and and um, to sort of keep that healthy outlook going as, as we've talked about it? Have you got um, things uh, yeah, to pick up? Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of some of the items we've touched upon, I schedule a daily walk, so I make sure I do that. If I'm with customers, I'll, I'll, I'll schedule that during the day, so I'll park – you know, I, I, I keep an app of my steps, so I'll park the first way that I can and I'll use that to put some steps in. I'll take the stairs rather than the lift. Um, all those things that add to my daily walk. It's easy when I'm at home because I can I have a route I follow. But yeah. when I'm with customers, it's, it's less easy, but I make sure I do. Um, I said about 10 minutes on LinkedIn morning and afternoon. So I do about maximum half an hour on LinkedIn every day, split into two 10 to 50 minute bursts in the morning and the afternoon. So I have a couple of hashtags already set up. Um, one is negotiation and one is sales as my hashtags. So I, I, I look through those and see if I can contribute to discussions on those two topics. Um, yeah. I close the door at six or 6.30 as I've mentioned earlier. Um, Another routine, I listen to music every day. I'm quite a bit of a music fan, so I try, find that helps um, uh, helps my mood. So sometimes that can be quite music helps me concentrate, so quite sort of mellow type stuff, sometimes classical stuff, actually, things like that. just helps mm. me concentrate a bit more. And then mm. other times it's um, it's more upbeat kind of things just to get myself focused and in the zone, Joe. Yes. It's interesting. When I worked in corporate and worked from home, I used to listen to classical music when I was working because of that focus thing, as you say. I always used to think, oh, if I have music with words, I'm just going to sing along and not be able to do whatever. But like you now, I have different types of music for different types of activity. It's almost like I broke out of the rule, the corporate rules. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I still can't have songs that I'd sing along to whilst I'm trying to write because then no, words all no. get muddled up. <laughs> Exactly. And I, yeah, I, I, I do work in silence off, often if I've got a particular concentrated area I need to you know, focus on, I'll, I'll work in silence. But I do listen to music at some point during every day. And I, again, that gives me a bit of a boost. Yes. Yeah. 
So what about on those days where things don't go right, where you have a bit of a bad day? How do you deal with that? Um, I keep it in perspective now, I think, um, would be my answer to that. I, I, I it, it is easy to get downhearted, um, to think it will never work, um, to think I'm wasting my time. And those are all thoughts that I had in my first two or three years of setting the business up. Yeah. Um, you know, where's my next customer going to come from? I'm trying so hard. I'm networking here, there, everywhere. Um, I, I, I try and keep things in perspective now. Um, when work is is slow, um, I, I know that I know that it will come round. It will come back again. So I've mm. become more philosophical around it now. Um, I, 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 I make sure I, when I'm not delivering programs with customers. I'm doing something to move my business forward, if, even if only in a small way. I'm writing an article or I'm some, doing something like that. So I make sure when things fall through, things get cancelled or things don't go right, that I, I, I don't get too downhearted now about it. Um, I guess it's easier when when business is better. I guess it's easier to say that. But that, that's generally where I am now is keep mm. it better, in more better perspective now. Um, I think it's about experience as well, isn't it? When you've gone gone through some of those cycles, you know that they'll yes. just come around again, don't you? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds a bit glib to say something will crop up, but it off, it off, after a certain period of time, it often does. Yes. Yeah. And 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 it, 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 but it's interesting. It doesn't just happen. There is some reason why it's happened. It's it's somebody you networked with three years ago, or it's somebody yeah. who recommended you, mm-hmm. having worked with you. It, there is, you know, it doesn't just happen. Um, there are reasons why that's happened. So I try and use that time productively now rather than beat myself up as I used to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's, it's seeing that evidence that those things that you are doing in those gaps, as you say, eventually do come to some sort of fruition, even if it's quite a while ahead. Yes, that's right. Yes. So what about those days when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And I say that's about doing more of what you want to do, not the stuff that you feel you should do or you have to do. What does that day look like? Um, that looks like a day where I've seen something new or learned something new, really. Mm-hmm. So I may well have traveled. I mean, one day that I really remember that um, I w- when I was in Saudi, for an example, that you, you know, to, to sort of give you in terms of when I've lived more is I was flying back, um, having delivered a program out in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia and had to touch down in Dubai. Um, only really touched down in the airport. I didn't see much of Dubai, but we flew past the Burj Khalifa at night and it's all illuminated and all lit up. It's a huge, have you ever been? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, it's, it's a huge building. And, and, and I thought, wow, you know, I'm being paid to, to fly on this flight <laughs> and I've just, and I've just flown past the Burj Khalifa, one of the great, you know, sites in the world. Yes that's when I'd lived more because I'd seen something new yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that 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 means that I'd, I was doing something that I never thought when I was growing up in Chesterfield mm-hmm. that, I, that I'd ever do um, yeah. so I, yeah. I, I, I that's a, that to me is a definition of uh, of a great day lovely thank you Gary I really appreciate that one I, I think um yeah and it's, it's taking those moments isn't it to to re- realize those sorts of things as well isn't it I think sometimes we let those go by but actually yeah I think is the key isn't it 
yeah it's realizing how lucky uh, in my how lucky i am in my life to the, have the chance to do that yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's one thing i hope i never take for granted i want to always have that thrill yes yeah yeah and no, i agree so thank you for joining me on the podcast it's uh it's gone by in a flash um been really interesting talking to you and um well probably talking to you more than i've ever talked to you because we've <laughs> talked through social media and once in person at an event and, yeah and here we are we've yeah. done 45 minutes <laughs> yeah and you, yeah and you know warts and all now joe <laughs> exactly it's brilliant so <laughs> tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you uh, fairly simply, it's all in my name generally. So my website is www.garygorman.co.uk. Um, Twitter, I'm Gary Gorman. Um, on LinkedIn, I'm Gary Gorman. And <laughs> on Instagram, I'm the Gary Gorman. Ooh. <laughs> Does that mean as there was another one? <laughs> as opposed to any other one. Yeah, I'm the Gary Gorman, exactly. So, But I suppose my main port of call, if people need to find out a bit more about me, a few more articles and blogs and so on, it's on my new website, which is www.garygorman.co.uk. Thank you, Joe. Lovely. Thank you. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 92, you'll get those notes there. And in last week's newsletter, I shared the blog post that I created, uh, which shares some of the tools that I talked about in last year's newsletters. And so there were three more that I particularly focused on in the newsletter, and they were text expander which is a tool that I uh, use to save snippets of content to add into documents and emails when you enter a short code so in, rather than having to type the whole thing out uh, you can just remember something that's more easy to remember and it'll replace that for you for example I use it to keep my business's registered number easy to type because I can't remember the number but I can remember to type um, my code um, which I use hash hash to um, let the system know that I want it to replace whatever I type in next. So I do hash hash reg number and then it automatically puts that number in instead for me. And when I publish my latest podcast, I send an email to my podcast uh, guest to tell them that I've published it and it's got loads of information in there. And I just type in hash hash your podcast is live and then the whole email comes up and actually it allows me to fill in some gaps like the, the number of the podcast and the link to where they can download images from and that sort of thing. Uh, so I don't have to go searching for the uh, email and type it all out again all, all that sort of thing it just happens automatically so it's really good for productivity and it uh, syncs across all uh, ios devices i think it does windows as well now um which is something it didn't always do um but there's other options i used to use something called short keys uh for windows if that's what you're using there's also an icloud chrome extension for windows and i started using that because i wanted a way to to sync my Chrome bookmarks on my laptop, which was Windows, with my iPad and iPhone, where I use Safari. And so if you do a search for iCloud Chrome extension for Windows, uh, you can add that extension and it will sync those across so that you've got your bookmarks appearing in on all your devices. And then the last one I shared is Todoist, which is my preferred to-do list app. 
I used to be renowned for changing my to-do list process all the time. So I'd focus more on getting myself organised in my new system, (laughs) much more than actually getting the the stuff done. But no more, because I have actually stuck with Todoist for a long time. I I can't remember how long, but years. Um, And I love it because it's actually really simple but it's also really sophisticated at the same time. So it depends on what you're looking for. If you want to do something and you know you want a really simple to-do list manager, then that works, um, Todoist works for that. But if you want something that is more um, filtered, so you can create projects, you can tag te- um, tasks, and then you can create filters that say, you know, show me these things from this project that are tagged with that tag. And uh, it, it just means that you can if you're like me and you you uh, what I call slice and dice your to-do list so that you've got lots of different views to give you variety <laughs> to motivate you to get it done um, but also to keep things convenient from a getting um, things done point of view GTD where you know if I'm out and about I can click on my errand label and it tells me what things I need to do when I'm outside of the house if I'm going somewhere uh, and I've only got three hours at home then I'll probably look at my desk Uh, tag so that I can do all the things that I need to do at home before I leave because I know that I can't do those later in the day so it can give you that sort of sophistication as well as as I said the simple stuff too so those are the three that I shared on the newsletter last week text expander the iCloud Chrome extension for Windows and Todoist And if you remember last week, I also asked if you are a home-based coach or consultant or if you know somebody who is based at home and is a coach or consultant, I'd really appreciate it if you could go to my survey, uh, which is powertolivemore.com forward slash survey, um, or if you could forward that to the people that you know that fit that criteria, um, because I'd really like to get some information around the sorts of um, frustrations, needs, and also things that people enjoy about working from home. It'd be really helpful helpful if you could do that for me and anyone who completes the survey gets the chance to download my ebook about organizing your home office so I'd really appreciate it if you could do that or at least forward it on to somebody or perhaps share it on your social media or something like that and uh, again it's powertolivemore.com forward slash survey and finally just to remind you the show notes for this week's show with Gary are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 92 and we look forward to speaking to you next week Use your power to live more.